profitable. All right, the streaming service, meaning the way I consume information, I don't even have a cable subscription. It's all streaming stuff. I basically I pay for my subscriptions of from networks that are streaming, so I can I can watch it on my laptop or my phone. I, it's not the, the gone are the days in which you even need a cable, uh, actual cable subscription to stay relevant. Those days are completely gone. All right, YouTube has completely changed all that shit. <laughs> YouTube has changed all that. I'm gonna get into that in a second, but there's there's a couple things that I want you guys to make sure you recognize, especially when you're talking about the lessons that can be learned from all of these layoffs. Number one. First thing that you have got to jot down, pound this point home in your head. If you do not change with the times, the times will change you. I'm going to say it again, nice and slow in case you missed it. If you do not change with the times, the times will change you. You will lose. You will get the ax if you're not willing to adapt and change with the times, all right? This this is a prime example. Again, these, these folks that I mentioned, these folks that I mentioned, these big names, quote, unquote, big names that I mentioned have been let go because by a company because they were in a position, they would work there. Again, great at what they do. I think Max Kellerman's great at what he does. I think he's a great journalist. I think Keyshawn Johnson's great at what he does. I think, like, obviously, I think Jeff Van Gundy is, is really great at what he does. I really think Jalen Rose is great at what he does. I believe was this Susie Colbert. Oh, my God. I used to love Susie Colbert. Was excellent on Monday Night Football, right? However, at the end of the day, they're still working for a company. At the end of the day, they're still, they're still a boss. They're still a they're still in this system in which they, they don't have their own business. They don't have their own, they don't own their own IP. So they can be on the chopping block as well. And if you see it happen, all right. So number one, first thing, if you don't change with the times, the times will change you. Next thing, very important, equally as important, equally as important. Everyone, and I mean everyone, and I mean everyone is a competitor. Every single person out there is a competitor. Every single person out there is a competitor. Say it again in case you missed it. Every single person out there is a competitor. One of the things, one of the things that has come up over the past couple months is when it comes, especially when we're talking about ESPN, and I'm going to dive, I'm going to dig into this a little later, but I'm going to just kind of give you a preview of it now, is ESPN, ESPN paid the Pat McAfee show. The Pat McAfee show, it's a daily show by a former NFL player. His name's Pat McAfee, and he has a show. I, I don't even, I can't even, I think it's actually called The Pat McAfee Show. And it's, it does really well. But they had a deal, I believe they had a deal with FanDuel for like worth a couple million dollars. And in the middle of that deal, ESPN has come in, reportedly, this is just what's being reported, ESPN has come in and paid around $125 million to get the Pat McAfee show on their network, all right? And I believe that's going to start in the fall. Like I said, I'm recording. I, I know this this episode will probably be coming out in the fall around that time, but I'm recording this in the middle of the summer on July 1st. And it is reported that Pat McAfee is going to have a, you know, his, his show is going to now be streamed on ESPN. His daily show is going to be streamed on ESPN. Understand, understand. Now, this is a former punter, a former NFL player that, again, just a lot like this podcast, a lot like this podcast that you're listening to has access. And we, we now are in a world where anyone can start a podcast and anyone can start, can 
write a book or anyone can start to develop their own voice on the internet. And he most likely is the same way, most likely has the same situation. However, his show was done so well. His show, his show is done so well. Now, the ESPN decides instead of paying these employees that I that I, I've already mentioned, they are going to pay 125 million to one person, to one person who runs this show. Now, I know Pat McAfee has a lot of people that he pays, but they're going to pay 125 million to this person over the next five years, as opposed to paying actual employees, because what? It saves the company money. Now, again, if you're not understanding that if you're working for a bit a company right now and you're not and you're seeing someone who's like the Pat McAfee, you need to understand that person's a competitor. That person's competition. That person is competition. That person is competition. All right. And you have to be ready. You have to be ready. You have to be doing things to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself to say, uh-oh, the axe may come. Because it may happen that this big company that I work for says, you know what, instead of hiring all of these reporters that are going to be taking up our day or going to be taking up our budget, our hiring budget or whatever it is, or aren't bringing a profit in or aren't making any money back for us, right? We have to pay them and we're not seeing that money back. It may make more sense for us to make the investment. We're making an equally a, a equal or less investment in this show that's already has what it is we're trying to do. And now we start to see that money come out. We don't even need to hire people. We don't even need to hire people. We pay a, a company or we pay a, a show like the Pat McAfee show. And all of a sudden our money is going to be coming back because of the audience that Pat McAfee has built on his own. That's business. That's business. All right. Again, everyone's competition. Now, next point, next point that I have to make, next points that I have to make, and this is going to get me to, to I'm going to dive in a little bit more about how we how you should be operating your business in the solution, because this is what we do on the show. First of all, we, we present a problem. I present a problem to you and then I creatively and I tell you guys all about what the solution needs to be. And most of the times, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the solution is all in the mindset. All right, the solution to the majority of the problems that are out there right now, like the ones that I'm talking about right now in terms of, oh man, you know, look, love my job at ESPN, I'm good at it, but hey, somebody else is running a show that doesn't even affiliate with the company and now he's gonna be getting the money and I'm gonna be out of a job. You know, all of this is mindset. All of this is mindset. The next point that I have to make to you, again, something that you got to jot down, jot this down. Ownership of your IP. Own your own IP. For those of you who do not know what IP stands for, IP stands for intellectual property. Ownership of your IP is important. Equally important to the ownership of your IP, you've got to make sure it's in alignment. It's in alignment with what a, a what a consumer, very wealthy, loyal consumers, loyal consumers are going to want, all right? Not only loyal consumers, but also major businesses, consumers and businesses, which is basically saying the same thing, all right? Ownership of your IP and aligning your IP with major businesses and major consumers, all right? I'm going to break this down for you just so you got to, uh, just so you understand. 
first and foremost, number one, don't, if you don't change with the times, the times will change you. Number two, everyone is competition. Number three, okay, number three point to jot down. Ownership of your IP is important, but also make sure it's in alignment. Your IP is in alignment with what major consumers want and major business owners want, major corporations want. All right, so let's break down. Let, let's dive in. Let, let's just completely dive in to how everything, what everything is going down when it comes to Disney and what's leading to the layoffs and what's making more, what, why is it, why is it made, why does it, well, we'll put the question out there like this. Why does it make more sense for Disney, Disney to pay $125 million for the Pat McAfee show and fire 700 people, fire, not 700, sorry, 7,000, fire 7,000 people for you know these ESPN jobs, all these shows on ESPN, why does it make more sense for them to pay for the Pat McAfee show? Here's why. What's Disney's main thing? I'll give you. I'll give you a second to. I'll give you a second to think about it. it. Shouldn't take so long, but Disney's main thing is the actual Universal Studios. It's actually people going into the the theme parks and you know going with their family, spending money. You know their their whole business, their core product. The core of their product, the core of their business is serving families, serving young families that want to take a, not young families, but just serving family, young people. They want to serve young people, but they're serving families that are going on vacation. We see it every single year. Team wins the Super Bowl. And there's that, that ad that everyone loves. As I wish upon a star. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? We're going to Disney World, you know, uh, you see it all the time. Their main thing is getting people off their couch, out of their houses and traveling to Disneyland, Disney World and enjoying just having a magnificent day. In fact, being that I live out here in South Florida now, I remember and it's not too far for it's not a bad drive from Orlando. I remember actually having conversations with families that, you know, have year passes to Disney World. They they spend their money to make sure they, they subscribe to make sure they get a certain deal or whatever. They're constantly going to Disney World. And again, they have something for adults. They have something for kids. They had just a great, great experience. And in fact, even, listen, even when I played, I, I played like high school, like not high school football, like youth football and stuff like that. We drove out, not drove, we flew out to Florida, played in the Disney Wild World Complex of Sports, the whole thing. They have everything you can imagine when it comes to games to disney world so from that business from that perspective that is their main thing and that is their main offer espn however espn was a espn was kind of a a branch off that i remember actually reading the book when it got started about how espn got started by steve Bransman, i believe his name is and he was talking about how you know, they were in the hole for a long time. ESPN was in the hole and that I believe it was like a gas company or something like that came through with the advertising dollars that they wanted. And that actually saved the company. And eventually they were able to sell enough ads and stay afloat for long enough to where Disney came in and bought them and they started running things and ads were coming in and stuff like that. So there again, it, Disney saved ESPN from going bankrupt. If we want to, if you really want to get real with it, right? So, when it comes to when it comes to them, they know that that's their main thing. Let's look at the kind of world we're living in. Ask yourself, really, really ask yourself, right? Nowadays, 
I don't need, like I mentioned, I don't need a cable subscription. I know specifically, and if we're speaking for myself personally, I only watch maybe two or three shows. All right. I watch Friday Night Lights. I watch the game. I watch all the power universe and that's and sports. That's it. That's the only thing I need. I don't need to have a cable subscription of, to, I don't need a cable sub- subscription to watch that kind of stuff. Again, I, again, could just simply subscribe to the, whether it's the Disney plus or the ESPN, ESPN app or whatever it is. I don't know ESPN plus. I don't need, I don't necessarily need to have these, to watch these reporters all day and long talk about the same kind of shit. All right. And I believe there I've been watching, I've been watching just a ton of the interviews and a ton of the fallout from, because there's just been a ton of press. One of the things that got mentioned was Don Iger, who was the CEO and founder of, no, not the founder, but the CEO of Disney. He was very frank when he was saying that he was like, look, nowadays people don't need to be, or people watch what they want to watch. So to have all these talking heads on TV all day, it, it really is hurting our business. And the main thing that they want to do is if they're, if they're smart, again, and these are de- dealing with high-level executives, high-level performers, people that are running major, people that are running major companies, they're saying, hey, I want to make sure it is a profitable streaming service. I want to make sure the streaming service is profitable moving forward. Boom. Now, let's say you are, let's say you are in the bit, let's say you're looking at this and you're saying, look, I want to get bought out or I want to be the Pat McAfee. I want to get that offer from ESPN, right? Pat McAfee, again, he's in a deal with FanDuel, leaves FanDuel and takes the deal that ESPN offers him. Why? Why does he do that? Because ESPN, and, and, and in fact, in fact, here's another thing. Here's another thing that I have to mention. I have to mention to you guys before I move forward is he took less money. He took less money from ESPN than what he was going to be making with FanDuel. Why would he do that? Because ESPN's audience, ESPN's audience is a whole lot larger than FanDuel. And ESPN coming in with this offer now makes it so, listen, Pat McAfee's show is the show and people are coming to him and he now has hiring power and, and some say and who's going to be doing this report and who's going to be going through the day-to-day. He's almost on some, some Stephen A. Smith shit to where he can start telling people who's going to be on this show and who's going to be on that show, all that kind of stuff. He's Now he's got some rank when it comes to who specifically is going to actually have a job with ESPN. And it's because he specifically, the Pat McAfee show, was doing so well when it comes to downloads, doing so well when it comes to viewership, doing so well when it comes to the audience that it built, the five days a week, the, 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 the actual the guests that they've had, the, the process and the, just the overall structure. The overall structure of the show made it so, okay, ESPN comes in and says, hey, instead of hiring all these talking heads on TV, Let's take $125 million, offer it to this guy, and save ourselves a ton of money because nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to miss a beat. The Pat McAfee show is probably going to stay the same way it is now. It's not going to be a whole lot of changes going on. And ESPN's happy because, hey, I just saved millions. I've saved millions of dollars and not having to pay a bunch of people to talk the same shit that a consumer, a consumer can get on the Pat McAfee show. 
understand that this is the business this is the business this is a the cutthroat business that we're in so the question now becomes how are you aligning your business what exactly are you aligning your business to be in the future that's the real question that's the real question that's really where that's all my explaining all my ranting all my educate all the education that i've been giving you guys is to get you to answer that question how exactly how exactly is your business your organization going to align with what the future trends are going to be that is the question that's the million dollar question if you walk around with that question like just persistent persistent when it comes to trying to answer that question you are already taking the right steps in your business. How is my business, how is my company, how is my organization going to be in alignment with what the trends are in the future? I can tell you how it is for me. All right? I, can, I can use myself as an example. What I, what I decided to start doing was making sure because me personally, when it comes to move swiftly and educating business owners on innovative teamwork, using what I learned on the football field, using the lessons that I learned on the football field in regards to teamwork and applying them to major organizations, to businesses, I saw what the trends are. The trends are what? Making sure that the NIL, name, image, and likeness, now that I'm active, the, the ability to play to pay collegiate athletes, now I know that that's going to be a major trend in the future. So what do I do? I make sure I take some of my money out of my own pocket and pay a college athlete to endorse my products. And then I, in turn, include that college athlete on the Make Your Move website where I, talk, I give them the bio and I explain to them, I explain, I explain exactly how another athlete can become the athlete of, athlete of the month for the following month. And the big thing, the major thing is making sure my core, the core of my business is bringing people to a room, bring, getting people to an auditorium and giving them information, calling it an NIL information session, free, completely free eighth and ninth grade kids that are hoping to play at the, at the varsity level and then go on to play collegially. That is the system that will not get old. And again, it just goes really well. It fits into what my brand and what my business is all about, what my organization is all about, because I know that these are going to be the trends in the future. All right. For the longest time, I didn't even have a Twitter account. I like when this news dropped the week that this news dropped. I mean, and I, the, the people that I look to reach out to when it comes to organizing the next NIL info session, they're all on Twitter. So hey, shit, I went and I, I, met, I don't even like Twitter. I even like social media, but I made sure I have an account for all of that kind of stuff and make sure something. I don't know what it is, just something is being posted so I can be tracked. And then another thing is a YouTube video of me coming out every single day. Call it the daily move swiftly thought. Yeah, everything I'm doing is aligning with that business owner that sees sports, sees the lessons and the opportunities to work with athletics and sees that as a positive way of incorporating teamwork within their business system. That is what the, that's what I mean when I say taking your IP and aligning it with the system of big business. All right, so I'll close you out with this. I'll close you out with this because this is a very important phrase. This is a very big one, all right, as we go about, as, as business owners, as we go about and thinking about 
how we're going to make our next move in our business and who we're going to keep and who we're going to let go. And is having a master's degree in journalism really as important as, you know, having a, a show that has a million subscribers and a million followers? We have to weigh those options now. We have to make sure we're weighing those options and making sure our bottom line, our bottom line, which our bottom line is to maximize our revenue and generate revenue to the maximum degree make sure we're generating as the most revenue as humanly possible we got to make sure our bottom line is being taken care of so the people the people that we invest in the people that we pay the people that we quote unquote give the bag to have to be returning there has to be a return on investment tenfold all right you can't just be having people there collecting a check and saying you know fuck off we got to have people that are out there you know, representing our brand that understand the importance of the marketing and understand the importance of returning our investment. All right. Now you have to understand this. Here, here's a, here's, here's a saying here. Like I said, I'll close you out with this phrase, but make sure you think about this as you're going about your day to day. Here it is. Your consumer is in charge. All right. Your the consumer, your consumer, the consumer, and in your case, whatever, whoever is listening to me right now, Whatever consumer of your work, whoever the consumer is of your work, that person is in charge. So whatever moves you make cannot be about your fucking ego. It can't be about your ego and you wanting this and wanting that. It has to be about what your consumer wants because eventually the consumer is in charge. All right. So the example in my own life, the consumer of my work is going to be that mother, that mother, those groups of those sports parents who are very, very passionate about their son or their daughter's athletic playing career. And they see, they, they use sports. Their sports is what is helping them raise their family. They raise their family through the lessons that they're learning in sports. That's my consumer every single day. So it's my job to make sure I'm doing everything I can to provide the resources, provide the resources for them in which is going to make them better. That is what my platform has been about from day one, from the day I graduated from Stony Brook and I was going out and finding and going out into high schools, high schools of places of kids. I didn't even know. I didn't even know some of these kids, not some, all of them. I didn't know any of these kids. I just went out, see who could play and got the kids numbers, set up an in-home meeting with the family and just had a conversation about the recruiting process. That is what I've been doing from day one. And it has not changed. It's just now I understand the ways of communication and what their needs are complex and how you know this business can help with that and how I can work well with certain athletes and all that kind of stuff just little things or something like the NIL deal has made it so again I can create opportunities the fact that I now teach at a startup school at a private school that's K through five just all sorts of little things along the way right has helped it so I can help my consumer even more all right that's been the moves that I've made so I challenge you, I question you, I want you guys to understand the importance to avoid these major, now I, well, let me not say avoid it because in, in all honesty, there's no avoiding it. There's, this is life. This is the way major business happens. This type of shit happens. There's no control over it. It's going to happen now to get you ready for when that day comes. Now understand your consumer is in charge. All right. Your consumer is in charge. So just to recap, let me give you a couple more saying, let me recap what I've said, because it's worth repeating. Number one, if you do not change with the times, the times will change you. Number two, everyone's competition. Number three, ownership is important. Ownership of your IP, ownership of your intellectual property is 
one of them is the most important thing you could have, but also just as important, aligning that ownership, aligning that IP with major business and major consumers. All right, major business and major consumers. And finally, your consumers are always, 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 always going to be in charge. Do whatever you have to do to keep your consumers satisfied and not just yourself satisfied. All right. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. It's his podcast, his show. He owns it. He produces it. His studio in Indianapolis is his. The people who work for him, he employs them. People are looking at it like ESPN hired Pat McAfee. They made an acquisition. Because the potential is there for him to make more money than some other shows were making. And when you're in those positions, you make decisions every day. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over everything. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were younger and free. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million miles. Hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But when I call, you never seem to be home. Hello from the outside. At least I can say that I'm trying to tell you I'm sorry for breaking your heart. But it don't matter, it clearly doesn't tear you apart anymore. Hello. Talk about myself, I'm sorry I hope that you will Did you ever make it out of that town Where nothing ever happened It's no secret That the both of us are running. 